everybody and welcome to the Father's Church in Dallas. And it's a great privilege to be able to reach out to our Saints Network family. And um, I, I don't really know what to say because I know that Julie and Francine are faithful listeners. They're here with us now, so I don't actually know who's listening. I don't know. <laughs> I know Florida is, <laughs> probably Arizona. Um, but um, it's great to, to know that in just a week from now, we will be full in full gear in our seminar. And um, I'm so thankful to the Lord for the fact that uh, he's given us this time. And if there was ever a moment where he's prepared a table before us in the presence of the enemy, it's this one. Uh, God is uh, God is really see here's here's the deal for about I don't know six months now God has been talking about what he's doing in this year 2020 and we saw strategic assignments begin to come in and so we made agreements for you know, gates and cross current places in the spirit realm, like what we're going to be doing in June up in the northeast part of our country, and what we're going to be doing in July in the heart of the Amazon, uh, and you know, the other things that are scheduled that are very powerful but strategic places. And said these, and it, you know, and I know full well that when he said them, he, he recognized that we would be facing in the world what we're facing right now. None of this has caught God off guard at all. And so um, we have to view where we are uh, as saints through a couple of perspectives that are entwined. The first, in regard to what I just was saying, is that we've studied the principle of promise, prophecy, sila, and fulfillment. And God has been prophesying and promising so many amazing things for this year. And it's like we are here now facing the giant in the valley. We're here now facing the sila moment. And it's, it's a quick turnaround because the fulfillments are lined up like airplanes waiting to land. And so what we're doing in this moment before God has to be hinged upon what has God said? What has he put in motion? What has he stated that he is going to do that we've accepted agreement to do? And so we have to view everything that comes now that would be seemingly in opposition to that as a sila challenge and uh, with that i know that god has been giving us lots of scriptures and uh, you know we're not sending them over to the tabernacle for the you know asaph heman and Jeduthun and the crew to sing and war over but we're in the midst of a fast and we've been doing that We've been making declaration every day. There's a significant appointment that I have with the Lord 
where I am going through a litany of scriptures that he's given to me as promise, a reign of promises, and I've been declaring over my life, over this house, over the houses of the saints, over our calling as this movement of the saints. It's, it's like a seal of proclamation. And there are some times where, you know, I've not done it for this purpose. It's one of those to do and to teach. I just kind of realized that this was what was happening. I've been singing these sometimes. I kind of vacillate between making a declaration and talking to the Lord about the same scriptures. And then sometimes the Spirit just hits and I just begin to sing these things. And, you know, I don't have a mic, nobody's around, but it's ministering to the Lord. And so I know that the principles of the Selah are being offered by us before the throne on behalf of what God has said. And remember what we taught about regarding the principle of the Selah. How, and, and as you study the 74 times that it's used in Psalm and in Habakkuk, you, you see that there is a promise, there is an opposition, there is a Selah for the resolution, and then there's the fulfillment. We are in that measure. We are in that kind of thing. And so I know that, you know, every time I, you know, I, I sometimes listen or I get online to just check, you know, how are things going in certain nations? What, what are their reactions? And, you know, I check places where we have an active heartbeat of the saints. I check in France. I check in, in Africa. It's a little bit sketchy coming out of you know, like Lagos and, you know, because it, you know, you know the way it is. It's usually the international reporting either comes through the BBC and sometimes it's hard to get insights from there. So I guess I should be asking uh, our representatives who are indigenous from that country but now are wholeheartedly here as Americans um, what they're hearing. But I look at Brazil and then I, I go before the Lord on behalf of each of these and I say strengthen the saints there help us to represent the throne help us to be trained in this help us to to understand what um, what factors are in play and what our perspective is because in a lot of ways you know um, last week you know in our second week of the fast that was dedicated to the development you know the first week was relationship the second week was development this week is really um, facilitating mysteries and so I've been asking the Lord for solutions and for perspectives in this week uh, from a from a leadership perspective but just as a saint and you know I I had this I don't know why but all of a sudden, the Spirit brought back to my mind. I was watching a documentary one time years ago about a certain area of um, our country here in the United States and how the development of that area was um, causing some of the wildlife to uproot. And so they were watching some of these animal, some of these species, and how the encroachment of society was causing them to react i'm going somewhere with this so i all of a sudden uh early early this morning i replayed in my mind this family of foxes and they were watching this mama and daddy fox and their little their little litter of baby foxes and it was weird because 
they would show how the mother would take these three little foxes out and there weren't any vines to spoil so they didn't have anything else to do that's a scripture um, and and the mother found a snake and the mother picked the snake up with its mouth but didn't kill it and threw it down on the ground and and recognized that it wasn't a poisonous snake and then kind of made the babies go and learn how to and it was re- this went on for like five minutes, and it was just fascinating to watch. And then they showed, they segued to how there was a, a group of a nesting bald eagles that were up there. And they showed, you know, how it was affecting the nesting because the food sources around there were now drying up. And it was during the winter time and going into spring, and there was a nest where... Um, some of these eaglets were hatching and they watched how you know they said you know these they have these cams these nest cams that are around which are kind of interesting it's kind of like being in the carter's backyard when the owls are there you know but um the uh the, up until when the babies were really little the, the 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 parents would bring in food that was dead and they would you know chew it up and then give it to the mouths of the babies but when the babies got to be where they were almost ready to fly the parents stopped doing that and they would bring in live fish they would bring in live things and put it in that nest and supervise the 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 the, the eagles that were getting ready to to learn to fly and kind of i don't know i don't know how they communicate but you could see that like the 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 one the the daddy bird dropped this critter there and then got behind the other one of the babies and kind of moved it forward toward the the critter till these birds started pecking and learned how to kill and i i know that i have a feeling that right now we as saints are being um we're being presented with worldwide scenarios that in that in in respect to what's coming is very mild and how we respond how we communicate with our father how we act personally how we apply scripture is is very important in our training it's like what adonai does in training in the wilderness you know and maybe we need to we've studied about this before with the names of god but we probably at some point maybe this is a homework assignment there's so much other insights coming in and i don't know when we would do this so maybe this is a homework assignment just study the times of adonai and you'll see that where it's used it's kind of this same principle where god is there but he's not whopping things over the head he's training you and causing you to stand with him and learn to fight and, and I think how we react, how we respond, how we trust in the Lord with this particular virus that's sweeping through the nations uh, is, is, I'm not saying that it's not, it's not something that, I'm not saying we should ignore it or mock it or make fun of it. It's very real. But God is using, I think two things are happening. The enemy is using this to gauge how he can control the world. God is using it to show his people how we can triumph over that. 
And it's one of those things. The enemy comes one way, he's going to flee in seven. We need to really believe that God is going to protect us. And all of these things are not just verses. We have an assignment from God, an eternal assignment, one of the most important that's ever been given to people. And we need to know that God is our Father, and He is walking through us so that, with us so that we can gain dominion and learn what to do, learn how to think, learn what to believe. And so that's kind of where we are. And I, I, I know it's, it's disheartening if you just listen to the media. I know it's, or to people who aren't walking, what you're walking. It's even Christians, because, and, and I talked about this on Sunday, I don't know how many trips that God put in motion for us over the years that where I would have somebody come to me with a brother, I have a word for you, and tell me that I should not go on that trip because if I did, perilous things would happen. And I think, you know, and then you'd have to be pastoral and you'd say, okay, now, why did God show you this? Maybe it's for you to pray so that these things don't happen. Maybe it's an assignment for you as an intercessor. But God's not going to send you to tell me not to go someplace that I have heard him tell me we're supposed to go. But that happens all the time. I mean, so I'm sure in this season, I mean, I was speaking with someone who just traveled and they they report i'm trying to be very generic here they reported that one of those same things happened before um they were embarking on this trip uh and i know people are kind-hearted i know they're good-hearted but if your only source of input is fox or cnn god forbid or anybody else from a world's perspective i can guarantee you you are going to be smitten with fear I can because that sells like Don Henley's song dirty laundry um, that was in the hymnal you know it was it was one of those NIV hymnals it was more recent uh, because it gets ratings if you can get people stoked up and fearful man they're glued there and all the advertisers think it's great especially since everybody's self-quarantined and that's all they have to do is watch them on TV so I I know that we have we <laughs> maybe we should do <laughs> No, I'm not even going to declare it. The people who come for the seminar, we can just put them in different places of the sanctuary and say, this is your quarantine. This is your assignment. You just stay there. Don't even look at somebody else. No, we're going to behave ourselves, and we're going to believe the Lord. What God has said about this gathering is in place, and we're going to gain victory. And I've, I've been, you know, uh, this has been really an interesting time, but um, I've been around a while. Some of you have been around longer than me. I don't remember anything like this, even though, again, um, I'm speaking with our brother, Yowali. I mentioned this during the filibuster, and he sent this chart to me about um, various illnesses uh, uh, that have touched the world and the casualty rates. And, you know, we all lived through H1N1. And there were like almost 700,000 people who died from that worldwide. And 
That's hard to believe, but, you know, Wally deals in facts. And a lot of goofy things, too. You know, I was stunned at that. And um, even like the flu, I mean, it's, I, I don't really know what the, I think it's over 20,000 people now just in this nation have died since October from the flu. Now, I'm not minimizing this corona, but it's like, dear God, it's spreading fast, but it's, it's here for something that God has allowed, and I believe that it's for the purpose of what I said earlier, we need to view this from a heavenly perspective, not just, not just from a people of faith who have scriptural promises, even though that's wonderful. But what we've been assigned to do from God for this end time, and what God has said to us about what his assignments are for this year, this is a training ground for us as sons, and we have to operate from that perspective because it's God's perspective and so you know we cannot dwell in fear and that's really what's being generated um, and you know I, 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 I and again I'm not advocating that we just be reckless and you know really irritate people with our proclamations you know it you just you just trust the Lord and um, but know your identity. Know what he's assigned us to do. Know what he said. Know what he's promised. And do it. And, you know, it's kind of weird because I guess this current um, virus started really manifesting itself somewhere in December, I guess. Of course, the Chinese, you don't really know what's coming out of there, you know. You don't really know the, the full truth because they're a communistic society. They control the, the flow of info. And, um, but be that as it may, from, from October, I, I was being besieged by just outlandish physical attacks. So much so that, you know, I, I was being told back then, you're in the enemy's words, you're not going to be able to do anything in this next year if this stuff is still going on. And even the doctors, that every one of them that I went to see would say, we don't know what's going on, but it's weird. And one guy said, it's weird. And I thought, you know, after, after a little while, you know, I didn't draw down and call everybody to a prayer chain and, you know, have people praying for me. I didn't even say anything because I knew this was an assignment and I knew that I had to face it before the Lord. And, and so, um, you know, after a while, I just said, God, you've got to break through because I can't be on the sidelines for this. You know, I know what you've said. And this is just the enemy trying to stop what it is we're supposed to do. And, you know, I started to get breakthrough one of the things that was happening that was just outlandish I testified just God touched it and I had a, a conversation on a follow-up visit with my doctor who's who's kind of a what one of the specialists he's been a friend of mine for a long long time but he's well known in the city a tremendous surgeon and he he's a Jewish guy but he's kind of one of those uh, uh, 
not practicing. You know what I mean? Not, um, there's, a, there's a word for it. I don't know what the word is. But I said, look, you have all the results here. And now you see that all of that is gone. How, that, how would you say that happened? And he said, I have no explanation for how this happened. I said, it's miraculous, isn't it? And he said, well, that'd be a way to put it. But, you know, it's just kind of a weird deal. So I guess what I'm saying is this corona stuff is not anything new regarding our mission. From my perspective individually, from October on, I've been living in this thing thinking, what is going on against my body? What has been happening? And the good part about it is that it put me onto a fast, which, as you can see, has been happening. And it has unlocked a phenomenal stream of revelation. So it's the same principle. I'm not patting myself on the back. That's not my motive. But if you don't walk through processes, how do people learn? You know, if, if people don't realize that their leader has grappled with stuff and has grappled with fears and grappled with negative words and symptoms, and this is how you overcome, and I am certainly not saying that I am uh, now, uh, you know, totally victorious in my thinking. I'm still learning just as you are. But you have to believe in what God has given you and what he's called you to do. And I'll tell you, my greatest strength during these months where I was being told, look, I, even a few times the enemy would tell me I was going to die. And it was really profoundly there in in some of the thinking because they couldn't figure out any of this stuff but I uh, my strongest my strongest point of resolve was and I've been a Christian for decades so I know all the business about laying claim to scripture and all those things I've seen God move in that way I've been a beneficiary of it but my strongest resolve in this was what God has called us to do for him and that position is really in that partnership with the Father is what you've got to stand with. And you think about what Jesus said, you know, a number of times, you know, he would say, do you think that this thing can overcome me because I am doing my Father's business? You're not going to do that. He even said, do you know that at this moment you would have no power over me? At this moment I could call from heaven all of this uh, all of the angelic I could I could call this down and it was always from the perspective of the father's will and that was the strength wherein the son of God operated on earth he could have done anything you know when he met the enemy in the wilderness he could have shriveled up the enemy into a contrite dust that would never be heard of before or again and but he stood on behalf of the father's mission that's what we're standing on, and we have to hold on to that. And I know sometimes this fear, this, this parallax of fear is sweeping, and, and it's, it's paralyzing nations. And um, even those that are not really experiencing a, a, an active spread are in the, in the air of prevention, and that's always a good thing. Uh, medically uh, prevention is worth a pound of cure uh, 
and quarantine is is really a a uh, a, a tremendous ally in stopping the spread of things but um, um, through it all is is fear incredible fear and that's one of the enemies that we need to embrace the agape of God's purpose and let that cast out fear any thought that comes that would go against what God has called us to do we need to do what Paul said take possession of it arrest it and submit it to Christ submit it to the anointed sonship that is ours and you know I think back on years ago when God was first teaching us about the Antichrist spirit and you know throughout most of my life the only thing we heard about the Antichrist was every six months there'd be some ministry that had identified who he was and it went from you know you know Hitler was one Stalin was one um, any politician you didn't like was one I remember when Tony Blair was one I remember when Obama was one I remember Gorbachev how could he not be one he had that red mark on his forehead covering up 666 you know uh, it's it's just all, that's the only thing I knew about the Antichrist and that's still what most people think in churches but we recognize that it was really a Belial influence the, 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 the things that are written in the Old Testament about Belial are absolutely spot-on parallel to what's written about the Antichrist. And, and we would say, for our mission as sons, if somebody gets bit with this and they start running with it, you need to, according to what Scripture says, step away from them because it is highly contagious. It is deceptively... Um, addictive and it it's it's not something you need to dabble with oh but we love oh but we want to reach out oh but once they start manifesting these things you have to quarantine them and we went through the scriptures that says this but you know people didn't listen and you know I I could give a long list of people who did not follow the protocol and were soon in the thick middle of the seed of the scornful uh, infected by what the enemy was trying to do against the work of God um, so we we understand this principle in the spirit realm and I, I do think like you see why did God when Miriam and Aaron started going after Moses after they crossed over the Red Sea I guess as soon as she put her tambourine down she got over with Aaron and started saying you know I don't like Moses and that woman that he's married to she wasn't with us through any of this and now she's being what what we don't like and God called them all out and said oh, who you think you're talking to this guy is my friend and Miriam got smitten with leprosy remember that and then God put her in quarantine outside the camp for seven days you remember that story why was that it should have been a sign um, for everybody that this is something what's been manifested here which was the parent seed of murmuring which caused the whole generation to be destroyed in the wilderness or everybody but Caleb Joshua and Moses and Aaron but you know that whole group died because they didn't see that first sign you have to isolate things that are that are against what God has called you to do and the alignment and you know 
um, leprosy is is a, a sign of the disintegration of the body and it's 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 a perilous thing you know um, uh, Uzziah he broke the protocol rules that God had set in motion and leprosy smote him and that set the downfall for his son and then Ahaz and then Hezekiah see we, we can't go to service without mentioning that holy name but you know that that kind of thing is always you get out of alignment with what God has said for some other factor now for Uzziah it was probably pride but pride is a, a measure of fear you realize that pride is a measure of fear it's a fear that you're not getting what's coming to you it's a fear that others aren't seeing how wonderful you are it's a fear that somehow the insecurity in you is not being stoked somebody else is getting more attention so pride builds up musculature to ensure that you get what you're afraid you're not going to get so many of these factors are fear factors I I guarantee you that what um, what Miriam and Aaron were facing was jealousy because again Zipporah was not over there when the plagues were doing what they were doing and you know Moses was raising his rod up and the sea was parting you know she it was very obvious where she was I and mean, she was still back over where she had met Moses remember that when when he said goodbye and went to Egypt and and God was going to kill him and and uh, because his son wasn't circumcised I wonder whose decision that was and so she did it and threw the foreskin at him and called him a bloody man and sent him off that's a nice hallmark goodbye isn't it so here's this woman again and now Miriam and Aaron are having to take a back seat and they start grumbling and mumbling and pointing the finger and you know that's what murmuring is the 200 prince 250 princes of Israel that came and said we're from God just as you do Moses and God said okay here we go again and that's my words not God's and all those guys were smitten every one of those it was fear that took place then in murmuring and took place in pride fear is uh, fear has torment and it manifests in a lot of different ways you know why how are people man, manifesting fear today well number one some of them are afraid to die because they don't have for whatever reason nobody wants to die before the time but the thing is that God said our days are numbered so we need to believe that one too some virus out of some Chinese fish market isn't going to come and take Rachel out before God says it's time or me either and the rest of you too um, not just me, Rachel Robert too um, but you know the, the thing is is that uh, we need to we need to believe our God people afraid to die people are afraid of being in pain or suffering people are afraid of what effect it might have on their family and that that's a legitimate concern but it shouldn't be a fear people are afraid of they're not going to have enough food so they clean out the shelves of the grocery store they clean out the shelves of toilet paper too we're well stocked there so don't anybody worry about that you know you, you think about all these things but fear motivates people in a lot of different ways and so our perfect love from God has to cast all of that out it should be the prism by which we view every demonstration of fear and especially when we know 
what the calling of the saints is and we know what God has said we've searched the scriptures we know what our place is we see what God is doing in spreading the message of the saints around the world we know what God has promised for this year and beyond and that's the report we have to believe that's the report that is going to unleash the arm of the Lord and so we need to get that into our system but know the power of fear know the power of it because that's what's being broadcast by the prince of the power of the air that's what's being broadcast it's an intimidating thing it's something that is is highly highly structured it is it is you know and it it, you know the way the enemy always moves is he hides behind some kind of human um some kind of human strength and um like you know who's gonna who's gonna say that you shouldn't take precautions for your family for your children your grandchildren who's gonna say that you shouldn't uh, try to safeguard what God has given you know we we learn that and so if you start talking what we're talking you know people who say well you're just not using common sense they rise up as if as if any of us in in following the Lord aren't going to use common sense See, you, you can do both at the same time. But if you're not careful when you listen to, oh, who's a good example, Bill O'Reilly, who I am grateful for his perspective, you know, fear can leak in. You know, so make sure you gird yourself up and keep being cleansed by your relationship and commune with the Father. But remember that you are a citizen of heaven. You are partnering with God in this end time move and it is imperative for him to train you as sons to represent him. So this is as nothing in God's sight. This is a nothing for him. And he has promised a lot of things that we need to lay claim to because they're ours. We are God's representative in this end time. We are that. And you know, you don't have to go out and boast about it, but know who you are and be that. And so um, that's that's really the perspective, the main perspective that I think we as saints need to have. And I'm so very grateful for those that are going to be here. I'm I and we're going to go as a congregation. You know what? I think that clock's wrong. You know, I said that I was only going to speak for about 15 or 20 minutes. How'd you let that happen, Eminem? And Bev, right behind you. I'm surprised. You two girls. So we're going to ask for our network, who's joining with us, to spend some time over these next few minutes in prayer, and just pray and give thanks to God for allowing us to be able to partner with Him for him choosing us to be born into this time frame and giving us the opportunity to move together with him as sons. Give him thanks for all of his promises. Just lay that out before God and make it a a thanks fest because that's a grace fuel for moving into a new horizon. And we as as the congregation here are gonna go throughout this sanctuary and throughout the meeting rooms 
and we're going to be declaring the blood of Jesus and praying and declaring God's calling and God's purpose uh, because, you know, one of, the, one of the powerful things about the sprinkling of the blood is that it prepares the place of meeting for the reception of the glory. It prepares the instruments that will be used uh, for the manifestation of the glory. The sprinkling of the blood upon the sons and upon Aaron for the, uh, for the priestly ministry the, on the garments, on the, the right ear lobe, on the right great toe, the right thumb, so that you're hearing prophetically, that you're functioning in authority and that you're taking steps forward that are commensurate with what God said prophetically. And what we've been seeing, what I've spent a number of days writing about, is how that that blood covenant unlocked the tethemes for all of us, the deposits that God has put upon our mission, the deposits God has put in each of you, those, those giftings, those assignments that were meticulously uh, designed to function within you. The blood of Jesus has unlocked that and empowers that and inactivates and and activates it we're believing that for all of the folks that are that are coming and in for us here uh, we're believing for the nations that are going to be represented we're we're believing for the people groups that are going to be represented we're believing for the cities and the the states and the regions that are going to be represented and um, so that's what we're going to be doing here but we invite all of you wherever you are to spend some time just giving thanks to the Lord and preparing yourself for what God's going to do. Now, a number of you are going to be here. A number of you are going to be joining with us online. And uh, we're believing that wherever you're going to be during this seminar, our touch point is the throne, and that reaches everywhere. So we're believing God. We're going to be praying. We invite you to pray. So, Father, I thank you tonight for your goodness to us. What a privilege it is to be sons of the Most High God, to be joint heirs with our Lord Jesus, and to be citizen of the saintly nation, the holy nation. And we thank you for the calling you've given us in the heavens and how you desire to manifest that throughout the earth. Even now, your timetable has dictated that creation is waiting for the manifestation of the sons and saints that will take place right where that creation has been waiting around the world. Nothing will stop that. Infuse us, Father, with a confidence in what you have promised. We are in the world, but we're not of this world. We choose to believe your report. And so I declare over the pending gathering of the saints, the time leading up to it, that your spirit is going to totally infuse our lives, surround us, so that we will be in such close commune with you that we won't know what to do with ourselves. That's already been happening, and we look forward to continuation of this wonderful privilege of spending time with you. Lord, you are training us. You are leading us in the paths of righteousness for your sake. So we rebuke the spirit of fear. 
We declare a covering over every one of the saints. We declare the sprinkling of the blood over every one of the saints that this plague, this noisome pestilence, will not find any place within your dwelling or those that are in your domicile. We thank you for this, Father. And we just instill a great gift of faith upon this people for this season. And let us triumphantly walk with you through this valley where the shadow of death is screaming out from all sides, walking with you from the promise of what you've said to the fulfillment. May this seal of moment be one of the greatest training opportunities we've ever enjoyed in you. May this seal of moment be one of the great times where we gain crowns of overcoming that we can use for you. Let us be good students. Let us be good sons. Let us learn. And we move in the power of your love, not in fear. We thank you for this, Father. And so may great grace be upon us as we move with you in this time. So bless our saints' family. We declare that from this house, and we now join before you, before the throne, as your representative sons. And we thank you for this, for we do it all with and through the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for tuning in, wherever you may be. And uh, we're going to sign off now, and then we're going we're gonna to commence to pray. Amen. God bless you.